Communali. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Welcome to Relationship. Thank you. Um, this is my first time doing it without Oha, so it could be a little awkward. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. You have faith in me? Have, I'm here for you. I'm yeah. here for you. Jeremy's here too. Yeah. I asked hey, Jeremy. Jeremy to I'm get Oha. on the mic. Yeah. You're Oha today? Yeah. Okay. Just like make sure to talk a lot, long-winded, yep. but be very PC about everything. Okay. I can do that. That's what that sweet baby is. Um, okay. So... It's relationship. Do you have any ideas about what this is? Um, about what this Podcast. show is or mm-hmm. what the, this life is? Well, oh, both. Both, probably. What the about second, one? first. Yeah, life. Uh, well, you know, I I like to, uh, you know, refer to one of the great poets of our time, um, Scott Sapp, oh. and uh, <laughs> just say, what's this life for anyway? You um, know? That's the lead singer in Creed, right? Yes, it is. I used to be really religious in high it's school. It's actually worse than saying yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say yourself, but then you were like, no, Creed. I used to be really, really religious in high school like you did too, right, Jeremy? Yeah. yeah. I was so religious that Creed, I wouldn't allow, because I was like in charge of such a dick in high school, um, I wouldn't allow people to play Creed at like Christian meetings and stuff, even yeah. though they claimed to be Christian. I was like, they are not Christian. It was so stupid. I think Looking technically you were probably right. Yeah, they but not what enough. a dick thing to do to be like, ugh. Like, what did you make them put on instead? Oh, I don't know. Wayne Probably Watson. Jars of Clay. Yeah. DC Talk. DC Talk. Yes. Yeah. Let's get some Jesus freaking. That was a little bit after that time. But yeah, just like such Carmen. a Sorry, dumb no. bitch. Carmen was way before. <laughs> I know. Carmen's like growing up in the trailer part. Yeah. Like it gives people excitement if you have a trailer, if you live in a trailer. Um, John Wayne, this is about just like relationships. So. Okay. It's my favorite thing to talk about. Okay. I like to say my favorite thing to talk about is my vagina, but I don't think it's everybody's favorite thing to talk about. Here I think your room. vagina is connected to your relationship. Yeah. How is your relationship with your vagina? It's okay. It's getting better. Um, cool. I am trying to practice uh, body love and positivity. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Like exactly? Yeah. Well, like uh, I don't want to say that my vagina is ugly or something like that, right. but my vagina, if I'm being honest, very tucked up inside. I don't get one of these like out and about things. Sorry, Jeremy. No, no, I'm fine. Um, no, I mean, sorry about talking about my vagina. No, I'm fine. Um, There's no apologies. So I'm just this trying. I'm place, 31. Right? I've seen I'm one like, or two vaginas in my life. You've, so yeah. One was tucked up in and one was just hanging all out. Yeah. So yeah. I know both. So like there's a lot of shame that gets put on vaginas, like how they look and things like that. Really? And, um, That's yeah, a real like, thing? Girls. Oh, my cousin. My cousin, we grew up very religious, like I said. Um, and she was a virgin when she said this at 30 years old and um she said i know it's so weird um and she showed me this picture she's like stacy i gotta show you this picture and it was a vagina that was like the labia's out a little bit yeah and she goes what is wrong with it and i was like oh nothing actually some vaginas look like that just like maybe our vaginas look like we haven't asked each other but we're related so maybe um and it looked like that and so she thought oh that's gross so girls will like walk up to other girls and be like Hey, Stacy. <laughs> well, I heard to me, you have an ugly ass vagina. Let me see it. Well, I and then don't they'll go show... to their friends and they'll be like, 
I saw Stacy's vagina. Stacy's meat curtains yeah. are just. But see, out I don't there. have meat curtains. That's <clears throat> the thing. Is it's just like hiding. It's like you gotta like come here. Right. You know, it's like a turtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Frightened. Mm-hmm. Hiding. When one time I sat with friends and we looked up vagina types, and it was guys and girls. And all the girls picked their vagina types. Like, oh, I'm a 10. I'm like this 10. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a four. Like the types, the one, two, three, four, like 20 mm-hmm. something. And um, I don't, I don't know what I picked, but. I mean, the, this is just girl on girl crime here. This is this, not. Yeah. Guys aren't like. No. Uh, yeah. Because that's maybe why this is so foreign to me. But is yeah. it like uh, dudes making fun of each other? Like, Does this a dick size comparison thing or. It's just like tidiness, thing? but like tidiness. effectiveness, color texture mm. and it sounds There's like shame. i'm fucking with you but when you say effective vagina you mean like does it get pregnant or does it uh, no does like, it hold a penis hold or? a penis oh my god I, if like somebody ever says that you're loose that's like the worst thing that somebody could call you it feels be like, like oh my god what are you loose like gross you're yes. like, you live in fear of that um really not live in fear well i know um, i know you're exaggerating yeah with the phrase but I live in fear of being bad at blowjobs. That's what I live in fear of. Every day I wake up and I'm like, you could be bad. You know, I think about that. But we, yeah, we <laughs> judge each other. Mm-hmm. We talk about it and nobody wants to have like the vagina with stuff coming out and nobody wants, you know. Really? So effectiveness is like how easily pleasurable you are, how like tight it is and, you know, and again, I'm, dryness. I'm, I'm with factor, John Wayne on this. I, it's I'm, weird This to is y'all. so foreign to me that I want to know more. So I know this... I know he's the guest, and so we were talking to him, but I'm, I'm really seriously curious. Like, so how do women size each other up about their vaginas? Like, how does that conversation eat? Like, be both people for me. Okay. So hair is, like, number one, right? Like, that's the first thing you see is the hair. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so how much hair? I remember in college, a girl was like, I can tell you don't shave your pubes. And I was like, I didn't know people did that. Um I thought just my mom did it because she was weird. She did do it. Uh, and um, so that's the first thing is how much hair you have. Mm-hmm. And then the then you go, well, okay, how fat is your vagina? Like, is it like chubby? Is it like, what's the mons look like? Right? That's like your pubic bone. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. We used to call a girl chubby mons. Um, that's mean. I'm sorry if you're listening. No, it sounds like um, a mafia name. Chubby Mons. Chubby Mons. A girl, you don't want to fuck with Chubby Mons. A girl yeah. punk band could be Chubby Mons. Oh. That yeah. would be great. Yeah. yeah. Pat and Penny. That's sexist of me. It could be either female or male punk. But I like it better band. as a girl. For them, a guy, it might feel like they're making fun of it. Yeah. Um, and then you go inside. punk rock. Where's the labia? What's it look like? What's it doing? So women will talk to each other about this stuff. I think so, yeah. Now, How many now, conversations have you had in the last month about your vagina and someone like giving you the fifth degree about the shape and color and not fifth degree. Third um, degree. I'm sorry. I'm in a new relationship. So he loves it. The vagina. So I've had a lot of conversations about my vagina in a positive light lately. So he says, I love your vagina. <laughs> he says stuff like that. Yeah. It's really cute. Cute. Yeah. You think it's puffy and hidden, but I think it's, well, I didn't a, use the word puffy, but yeah, you're right. Okay. Chubby Mons was me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it wasn't. Time. It wasn't. <laughs> um, so, so basically, Stacy, you, what you're saying is you invited me over to your house to have a <laughs> podcast about your vagina. No, I really yes. didn't. I yes. have so yeah. many other things that you cool. that pertain yeah. to you to talk about, but it just came out. 
um, much like my labia won't. Um, Little guy. John Wayne, I have a lot of questions for you. Okay. Um, that don't have to do with any genitalia totally. I mean, maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, okay, so first, I think you're the funniest grown-up story time writer ever. Oh, thank you. Do you think yep. you are? You should you should I, you should be like I'm the best one. That's a weird question. I, no. I don't I don't know if I would say that. You should because you're like a well, you're already a rock star, but you're a rock star in that room, right? You have a tattoo about it? I do. Um You have a Gus tattoo? Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. There it is. Gus on my the knuckles. knuckles. On my second knuckles. Yeah. So I'm really not gonna be able to be hired by anybody now. Well, well, unless it's boot town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I keep uh, submitting that resume to Emily. One of these days. <laughs> I can say that I've got, I've got to read one of your stories just yeah, last just, week. You just read it, right? And yeah, it's cool. That being really able happened. to read your work is awesome. It makes it so easy. I just felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. I practiced it a few times, and I was like, oh, I see how this this is going to be fun. And it was. I had a lot of fun with it. Thanks, man. I, it yeah, you did story. great. When you said Bark Park so many times, that was fun. Yeah. That was good. Bark Park is a fun thing. And I think it's titled because of the wordplay, because it's fun. Bark Park Band Band. Band Band. Bark Park Band Band. Bark Park Band Band, it was called, yeah. Oh, so. I thought it was great. Um, I had a story in that one, too. And that yeah. was a funny reading. <laughs> the girl. Who um, read your story? I don't know her name. We I, should totally put her on blast. I don't know her name. Shots fired. <laughs> um, I don't know her name. She was very nice. And she wore Spanx for me to show them. And I thought that was oh, really nice. Oh, yeah. That's she awesome. did do a good job. That's, That's right. next level. All right. I remember yeah. the costume. Bringing some props in there yeah. to do. Um, the first story I remember hearing of yours, and it impacted, I would say, my life, uh-huh. is because you had like this roach. You wrote about a roach that came mm-hmm. every morning for mm-hmm. like a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate roaches so much that I was riveted by your story. I couldn't talk to anybody else. I couldn't look at anybody else. I just was. Ugh. It's like painted such a creepy ass picture for me. That it makes me fearful. And I think constantly about how you brushed your teeth with a roach there. Like, how did it happen? I just want you to know that your stories mean some things, different things, probably to different people. But that's weird. Oh, God. It's like the grossest thing to ever happen to me. And it happened to you. Yeah. Um, <sighs> well, I mean, I'm glad to hear you say that. I, I, <laughs> I really like writing for Grown Up Storytime a lot. And I actually, I owe Grown Up Storytime a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't just get, I think like that when I was getting this tattoo, I actually said like, this is like one of the first tattoos I've ever got that means something to me. Cause all my other tattoos are just kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I mean, I just like tattoos. Uh-huh. So I've got a bunch of crazy shit. Um, but this one really does because yeah, those are pretty dumb. I'm looking yeah, at them. Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> they're stupid. So stupid. <laughs> it's uh, embarrassing really. Let's just, we'll, we'll Snapchat this for everybody. But, uh, I didn't, uh, Town kind of came into my life in like a weird time. Like I was getting divorced. I was, I had no like, I don't know, a lot of crazy shit was happening, but I was trying to be a writer at the time, like going through all this. And I, I had no outlet and it, I, I would get discouraged really easily and I would write all this stuff and not know what to do with it. And I like really accidentally stumbled into a grown up story time, literally. Like, I was out drinking. It was a Tuesday night. I think Rudyard's was, like, the third stop of my time. And I was like, hey, I've heard about this thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to it. So I went up and watched it. And then I, when I watched it, I remember, like, not even halfway through, I was I was so excited because I was like, yes, this I'm going to do this. I'm going to send them my shit. Yeah, so I, like, I wrote a story the next day. 
and they used it. They used my first story. They used my second story. And from there, it just kind of gave me a voice and it gave me, a, I, I guess, a little bit of footing um, to get myself together as a writer. And just from there, I've, I've got a lot of success over the last three years, three and a half years, like small successes for me, you know. So I, I look at that as like I owe them uh, everything. So I'll always submit to Grown Up Storytime. I don't ever expect them to always use my stories. It's very nice that they do. Um, but, you know gives me something to write every month like that's my thing like I will not ever not do it and I will not ever not do something for them so do you write a lot of other stories other than grown-up stories like short stories like mm-hmm. that because you're you wrote a book I wrote yeah I mean the porn star retirement plan it's more like a novella it's pretty short it's supposed to be part of a an anthology originally mm-hmm. and then they ended up breaking the anthology up into just individual books and they're all short and released like that but I, I primarily write so rude. I know. I'm so sorry. No, um, I, I write a lot of fiction. The grown up story time is, is interesting because it's creative nonfiction because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a true story that happened to you and you write it in this kind of grown up story time way where you're telling it to your buddy in a bar and you want to have those, those beats and those very little dialogue and, and make it funny and entertaining. But um, I, I primarily write just fiction and actually, you know, I make up a lot of those grown-up story time stories too. So yeah. you do. I do. Did you really Man, have a roach that visited you? Talk about shots fired. Shots wow. that's fired. A, that's a breaking breaking here on relationship. Um, <laughs> John Wayne is a fraud. Exclusive. John Wayne lied to you. No, actually, um, what's funny is that they're not. All, I mean, that's probably like maybe half and half. Uh huh. And then some of them are inspired by something real. But I'm like, you know, it would make this better if I did this to it. Uh, so it actually helps me to it's a writing like tool like mm-hmm. exercise that I do so flex that um, little muscle you but you were writing before that like mm-hmm. before you start writing for grown-up story time yeah actually I went to school for writing so I have a degree oh, in creative writing from Sam Houston State University damn eat them up cats oh yeah. is that in Huntsville yeah Huntsville. yeah what uh, what did your life look like you so say you, you went through this divorce and you were trying to be a writer what I mean specifically like, what did that look like trying to be a writer I I was trying to figure it out like really like cause um the only, I had made like some strides I guess I I entered this contest that uh Diverse Works had at the time like a few years ago called uh Slinging Ink and okay. and then uh, like it was a short fiction thing like you wrote this deal but it was kind of like a grown story time cuz it was supposed to be real but I just made up this story and then they selected me to go to the finals and I went and it was at Big Star and you read it yourself yeah. and like performed it. And so I ended up winning that. And from there I was like, okay, what else? I want to do other stuff like this. Like what else can I do now? Um, because my other fiction, like I had no idea where to submit it. I write bizarro fiction. So mm-hmm. it's like a specific genre. And it's really weird. And and then Is that what the out, genre is called? Bizarro fiction? Mm-hmm. It's called bizarro. Yeah. Huh. I've never heard of that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. We can talk about that too. Okay. Um, you can tell us about it. But, uh, so you were right out, uh, like you were just recently divorced, found grown up story time. Yes. Yeah. And that was what, two years ago, three years ago. Man, it was like three, three and a half years ago. Cause they've been doing it for seven years. right? Yeah. It was, it was three Such and a, a half time. years ago. Cause I got in like right at the end of the season. So I think there was two things left in the season and I submitted to both of them, got in both of them. Then they used one of them for the best of, and then the next season started. Yeah. And I think I've done three. So like three full ones. So, so 
So you were getting a divorce, you're writing things. How did you get into, were you already a musician? Mm-hmm. You have been doing that a long time. You look yeah. like you were born a musician. I mean, I was born, born a musician, but yeah, I've been like doing that for a long, look. long time. Um, and then how did you get into comedy? Um, I guess I've always done like funny stuff, like just with my friends, we filmed a bunch of skits and stuff growing up and like just dumb shit. And I'm, I I love sketch comedy. Like Mr. Show is one of my all time favorite things that kind of like molded me as a young one and that kind of sense of humor. But man, it's just like, it was actually, it was funny because I, we're talking about micro Satan and I, like I joined Mm -hmm. getting into micro Satan. I was trying to think about how, how as a writer I could branch out because I, I was thinking like when I watched something, watched a show I liked, I was like, who's writing this? How, how does this get done? I want to, I want to be one of these people. You know, I watched a couple documentaries, that South Park documentary. Have you yeah, seen that? I have seen that it. Six days. It's amazing. That, it was awesome, isn't it? Yes. I was like, how do I get into that? That's what I want to do. I want to yeah. write, I want to write this because if I'm going to be a writer, like, yeah, I can write books and stuff, but like how much, you know, sustainability is that money wise you know Mm -hmm. you have to really really hustle and do a lot anyway I was trying how can I diversify and like micro Satan I just met Connor and started hanging out with him he started that I went to the first one I was a guest on the second one and he asked me to join after that and it's really been a cool experience like that's a whole different type of writing and it's it's a interesting process it's really fun has that been so I write a show too called mm-hmm. stock show awesome Has that great been show easy? the other night by the way i'm thank sorry you. that was fucking that was awesome thank you so much um <laughs> we uh stock show is just the female version of micro satan that's all it is just... i don't think i don't think that's true <laughs> you have a female um, in you, our group right they have one guy <laughs> yeah you it's me um and joe if you count i mean i don't know if he's in it or not but he's there he's a i don't male. know what pronouns joe prefers right now oh okay um but I find it, it's like, is it stressful? Maybe because you're a real writer. Um, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> well, you've published things. That's that amazing. Um, is it stressful for you? Like, to me, I'm finding this incredibly um, molding, uh, learning experience. I want to use positive words. Um, but wait, no, what's hard about it? Because like, th- the relationships you have with these people, I think, is what's hard about it. Like, I think getting back to, like... Like working with people, working yeah. through uh, your own. It's hard to work with people for me, but uh-huh. yet I want to write surrounded by people. Mm-hmm. But I want all my ideas to be the ones that go because I don't. If are I don't so like, are the, you competitive as well? Are you, control, are you a control freak? Yeah, I, I would say I'm more controlling much. than competitive. Hmm. Um, Just the hairdresser in you. Maybe you think you have total control over what happens right in front of you. That's true. Every day, all day. Um, I. Feel I just like simplified you down to the dumbest metaphor. You're welcome. I don't think it's that dumb. I mean, <laughs> didn't make that much sense, but it wasn't like dumb. Um, I I find it. I just wonder how you got how you find it in there in that writing room with so many other people in there, yeah. so many other voices, smart voices. Some of the funniest people Some in Houston the, are in Michael oh, Satan. Fucking so funny. Um, and how you guys like deliver a thing I, I like drive the ship a lot of times in our writing meetings but it is a learn this is a learning experience for me but maybe it's yeah. easier because you're already a writer like what is it how uh, easy is that for you to like transition over to that it's um it, it, actually the writing part of it wasn't 
super hard to just to just write to to lay it out but Create material or yeah or... but i but it is challenging to me because i'm i'm pretty hard on the the sketches that i write when i actually write the a whole sketch mm-hmm. because i haven't done that as long as like these other people have and i'm basically writing it and and they do a lot of sketch prov <laughs> where it's kind of written out but then and then a lot of the sketches end up being that anyway but I actually write every single word and stage direction and everything mm-hmm. that I write, but I do that when it's when it's my sketch to write. Otherwise, it's just, I mean, we we brainstorm a lot and we'll write stuff down. We boil it down and then and then it's like, all right, you're writing this sketch, you're doing this sketch, you're doing this sketch, right. and then uh, we have um, a lot of communication all day, every day, almost through, we use like a, <laughs> was that a, a text Slack. that just came in? Yeah, no, <laughs> through, we use this thing called Slack. It's like an app. It's a communication app that you can actually create different channels for different things you're talking about. So when we want to talk about, um, micro state and general business, it's a general tab. And so the messages come through just like a text message oh, to cool. you. It's like a big group text. And if it's about the upcoming show, it's under that tab, you know, and that, and you just put there and you can actually save those things. So all the ideas come through there. Uh, we, upload our scripts and stuff to our g docs and then send them over to to that so people can just like click on it and you know, bring up the stuff what are so g docs like drive? Uh, our google drive yeah, docs, gotcha. yeah you know the g docs man g-docs, yeah. my bad. that's i smiled too. i was like what a cool way to say it <laughs> oh, g docs but uh no nah, it's actually pretty stupid i'm uh no, you're cool. It's yeah, a lot. There's a lot so of communication. Cool. It's like one of those on, words when so. you say it, it's awesome, and when I say it, it's dumb. Oh yeah, it would sound like oh, so. Like okay, on. Jeremy, quit trying. It just uh, sounds so effortless. The G doc that I made for you. Uh, yeah, the G docs <laughs> are in the house. We also were on a G chat, which is Google Chat, but yeah. we've since <laughs> left that behind because we find Slack to be superior. Cool. We're a Slack family now. I've seen it. Ruth Slack scrolled family. through it once just at dinner just like look at all this and she's scrolling through mm-hmm. a lot of writing that it's they're doing so, to each other it's so yeah there, there's a lot of cool back and forths and, and mostly it'll be like just a big talking shit session we send a lot of work time <laughs> selfies to each other yeah just funny like oh what are you guys doing this is a you know and then i'll send a picture of nuts or something and mm. and we all just laugh <laughs> hilariously <laughs> Good um, times. hysterically but uh yeah it's not a fun funny. thing yeah there's you know, the nut jokes, I mean, if we can step away for a second, they just yeah. never get old for me. No. <laughs> I work for Malk Organics, so uh-huh. I make almond milk, pecan milk, and cashew milk all day. Mm-hmm. And Jesus Christ, if there's not a million jokes yeah. you can make that never get tiring for me. I feel like maybe... I'm I- milking the nuts. I'm going to go rinse nuts. How many nuts are you going to fit in there? That's what she said. Do you know how many times I say that's what uh-huh. she said at work? <laughs> You need an app that just it's, says a recording of you doing that. You that's what like, she said. That's what she said. <laughs> Hold on, let me get my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's did like it comes I with a free ham horn. Love that ham horn app. Hey, do other people laugh at those jokes still, or are you just making them for yourself? It, like, I, you know what? It is all for me. If they uh-huh. laugh, yeah. whatever. Don't we make yeah. everything kind of for ourselves? I do. I constantly at work talk to myself, like do stupid things to myself, and if people laugh, maybe um, it. It gives a little bit of light in my life, but I don't need that. Huh. I just do it for myself, but not as many nut jokes at my job, I guess. Fuck them. Good try. I'm trying to think of what kind of dirty. Hum- I'm sure you have a ton of dirty humor at your like. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think lately I liked. No, I don't want to talk about me. Take I like, but lately I've been. I bought lights for better selfies at work. Nice. Um, <laughs> and we take pictures of clients' hair too, but really it's for us in front of this wall. And lately I've been just taking my shirt off and taking like different pictures. It's in the front of the salon, 
For so my, like you're they're topless. Yeah, well I'm oh, wearing a bra. bra. Okay. Yeah, of course. I'm not gonna let flop them and drop them in front Weak. of everybody. Um, but like I'll take a thing and like take a picture of it or something and send it to somebody, Snapchat it. But it's just not the same as a nut joke, you know. No, those are different. Yeah, it's completely different. Yeah, no. up top. Yeah. So you're in a new anyway, relationship. So, we, like, <laughs> so you, you were married, you're divorced. Yeah. Um, yes. And you're, you're, you seem juicy. like you have a long time, awesome relationship that you're in mm-hmm. right now, Katie. Yeah. She's and beautiful. When did you meet her? How's that, you know, was it awesome? It was awesome. Katie, uh, I actually knew Katie. This is, this is one of those weird things. I knew her before I was divorced. But also, I was also like in a place where uh, you know, my marriage was probably over like two years before it was actually over. If you know, if that makes sense. Totally. I, you know I'm what totally. I mean? Yeah. Uh, everything's just done. <laughs> Communication is done. It's, it's separate lives, that type of thing. But I knew Katie before she was, I was a manager for Starbucks for a long time and she was a manager at a different store. And just like, she happened to be in the same district as me. I guess, you know, I just got to know her and whatnot. And, uh, she was she was with a group of managers, other people that I would hang out when I hung out with Starbucks people or whatever, mm-hmm. and I thought she was really cool. And I got divorced, and I was just kind of like out there hanging out, doing whatever, and I liked Katie a lot. And we actually went, I asked her if she wanted to go to see Skeleton Dick play with um, at Fitzgerald's. She wanted to go to that, and she did. And that was probably, I guess, our first date. And then we had our first, we shared our first kiss after that also. Oh, that Ooh. night on the first date. Yeah. It was very, uh, very S- nice. Skeleton dick. Got it there. Mm-hmm. They always a- do with that <sighs> diarrhea milkshake, you it's know. It's the perfect oh, love foreplay. But uh, no, I mean, from there, you know, we just, it, and we both talked about like, all right, you, you're like, you've, you're divorced and, you know, this is... Uh, not something we want to rush into, you know, and you need to take your time and all this kind of stuff. So we we played it real cool for a while, just see what happens type of thing. Was it weird? Was she weirded out by the divorce? Uh, no, I don't think it made uh, her. Did she know your your ex, your ex wife? Not not like they were friends beforehand, oh, okay. but like yeah, she knows she knows her now. I think like that all made me like far more un- uncomfortable than it did her, mm. especially like when there was co mingling. Mm-hmm. Of stuff like friends and oh everyone oh, is here. It's just oh, because there was one. There was one time we went to because I, I I had a roommate that was you know from my group of friends that I knew from you know my marriage and stuff and good friend of mine from college. So we moved into this house together and we ended up after a little while like we went to my ex wife's house to watch a football game and I took Katie with me and Brad and there's a bunch of people there. And, like, it happened to be where I, we were sitting. Like, I was sitting on the floor. And, like, my ex-wife was, like, right here. And Katie was, like, right here next to me. And a couple of days later, my friend that was sitting behind me was like, Jesus Christ, dude. When we were sitting there, I was just staring at you. <laughs> and I was like, look at John Wayne. He's between his ex-wife at her house and his girlfriend. And he's just pulling it off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, dude, don't think. I didn't think that was fucking weird. Yeah. But uh, but it just gets easier, you know. The more and you do it, you just face you faced it, and until yeah. that, that became comfortable. Do you guys have like do you share a kid, or do you guys no. have anything like that? No, nothing like are that. y'all friendly to each other still? You and mm-hmm. your ex? Yeah. That's amazing, John that, Wayne. I think that's amazing. That's maturity. 
um uh yeah well we didn't like have anything crazy like uh cheating on each other uh-huh. or you know no, nothing like that or, or fights or anything like just that wasn't it, was working just, out. it was just done you know yeah. and it had to be addressed was that a hard thing to address with her, or yeah. it's also we, you don't have to talk about anything. No, it, oh, we, yeah. we already said it was nothing was yeah. off okay, that's limits. Good. So I mean, I was married it's as relationship. well, and I was different. I was very different in in yours, is that I I could never get it in my head that it was over. So like, we were separated and went to like couples counseling, and then the divorce happened, and then I dated her after the divorce was final. Oh. I mean, it's just like stupid. I, mean, it was, <laughs> I was never ever gonna give up on this. Uh, relationship that was clearly over, but it was very hard. Like mm-hmm. the revel, like the realization that it was over. We, well, that yeah, and I, I think that's why when I said like it was over for a while before it was over, because right. um, I couldn't like in my my mindset for a while was just like, well, I'm I mean I'm married. This yeah. is just how it is, you know, right? I'm sure this is how life is, right? Isn't this this is what it, you know? It was more like a convincing myself of like well, this is, this is life and uh-huh. let's live it, you know? But when I was able to see like, no, that's not how it is. That's not how it has to be. Um, it's, it, there are a lot of people on the planet. There are a lot of dynamics well, and it doesn't have to be an unhappy one. Yeah. Well, it's just like, it's like just, you know, we don't, it doesn't have to be this way. Mm-hmm. Like happy, you can make, I can make myself happy. I have the ability to, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that we are both making ourselves happy and it, we did, you know, it's like completely fine and i actually lived in the house for like two months after we split up <laughs> while i was trying to find a place and it wasn't sexual or anything like that we had separate rooms and all that kind of stuff and did you think about staying you're like oh, maybe i can stay here with my ex-wife <laughs> now you know no i didn't i, I really didn't it was weird because I, I i felt like maybe why I, why didn't i feel like that like maybe i should feel like that but yeah. i was i think it was were pretty, you pretty young i mean I don't assume that you're very old now. I bet I'm older than you think I am. Uh, are you 30 something? Mm-hmm. But like 32, 33? 37. You're 37? Yeah. Damn. Nothing's off the table. Do you know how old Stacy is? No. Like She's like 38. Mm-hmm. 30, no, you're um, 30. You're 31. Almost, yeah, 31? I'm almost 32 though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm a grown ass woman. We're all grown. But I can't imagine being divorced. I can't imagine being married. Is what I really should say. Yeah. Um. I can't imagine when people ask me if I have kids or married. I'm like, no. I feel like I'm too young for that. But people get married so young. Mm-hmm. Wait, you're friends with your exes, though. I'm friends with most of my exes. Yeah. yeah. Like, so that's but, interesting to me. But never married to them. Um. I have a rule that if you've been inside me, then you have to be in my life. And unless you're a real asshole, I just think like obviously we shared something special. At one time, let's continue to be friends, sort of. I, they're not my best friends ever. Like, so if any person wants to guarantee your lifelong friendship, they have to be inside, inside you. Yeah. If they have sex with me once, then I will like <laughs> always care about their life, yeah. Um, I lived with an ex once. That's the closest I've ever come, and that was serious. It felt like, it felt like what I thought was a divorce when we moved out from each other. Um, and I would say that we're still friends friendly is what I call it when he says we're friends I'm like no we're friendly what was the Um, longest relationship you've been in that was three years so you lived with this guy for three years Mm -hmm. or for however long we lived together for three years so that's like when I consider it like starting real um and he cheated on me with his I mean so that was like a bad thing with his now wife but I can't be mad at that 
Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, I think Why you not? can. Well, I mean, they were in love, and like we weren't. We we're so stupid. He saved me. It's the same like, thing, though. This is like, when yeah. do you call it? Like, when yeah. do you like, uh, this wasn't working? Oh, yeah. So I had the same thing where the summer before we broke up, I like knew, and I talked to my best friend about it. I was like, I'm going to break up with this guy. It's not right. I need to leave. And she's like, no, you're fine. We'd been together so long. You're fine. It's just like a phase. And then he dumped me rightfully so we were so unhappy it's like miserable at the end i don't know how we're still friends i was so mean to him uh, but maybe that's like more how did he dump you what did he say uh oh oh god um so you're he, in your place you live together with like no, a house or an apartment or? we were not we lived together though in an apartment at starbucks he um he this girl that he cheated on me with was like a high school friend of his. She lived in LA and she it's was, almost got really bad. I thought, yeah, like, I thought you were like, she's, she's, she's oh, this high got, school girl. Um, she was, they were friends together when they were in high school and she lived in LA and she was a assistant to Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Right. Ooh, I could not watch Dustin Hoffman movies for years. after that. <laughs> um, and he would, he had like reconnected with her, but it was fine. I wasn't jealous at all. Um, I didn't think anything of it. And he was like, Hey, I think I'm going to go to LA for vacation. Do you want to go? Well, he knew I couldn't afford it. And cause I was just starting my career back then. So he went, I was like, just go by yourself. And he went and That's I shitty. dropped him off at the airport. And then he called me after I left the airport. So I was like driving back and he called me and he was like, Hey, this isn't working. So he dumped me right before he got on the plane. Had he already like consummated the other relationship? No, he was going out there to see her. Oh, right. And I was like, sure, go. Um, and he broke up with me over the phone right there. Mm -hmm. And I had to go back to our apartment that we shared. And I I remember like driving on the six in loop and I was like, what, (laughs) what? But I was so miserable too. But when he broke up with me, I was like, no, I don't want it. Um, but it was fine. I I had a, like when we first got together, Mm -hmm. she was dating someone. Um, oh yeah. I know. And, uh, it was we were hanging out. We were working, sort of working together, on a on a shoot in Pasadena. <laughs> the film, the film industry of Texas is in Pasadena, <laughs> and um, we were just like having like cool chemistry and fun mm-hmm. and hanging out. And I and I was like, cool. Hey, I think you're awesome. And there's clearly something going on, but you have a boyfriend, and I'm not going to do anything. And then she broke up with him that night. <laughs> Wasn't that right? Like he's out of here. Awesome. Or that guy, but you just and then we uh, like we banged the next day. No, we didn't. <laughs> Vicky's in the room with us, and so I'm just messing with her. Um, but she told me that the reason she did that when we talked about this story is that she knew even if y'all weren't going to get together, she knew something was wrong. She was attracted so intensely to somebody else. She knew she had to get out of that relationship. If we all listened to that, then we'd walk away a lot earlier. Right. If I listened to like when I was attracted because I almost cheated on this guy attracted to some other guy because I was so miserable. I don't know if that ever happened to you, John Wayne, but like I knew that it wasn't right. I found somebody else and then I never did anything, but I wanted to. Well, so but. for yours, you just thought this is what marriage is like. Yeah. And like, so I guess, I'm going to be bad. For me, it was yeah. that I felt like God had ordained this thing <laughs> and I couldn't. So I was like, yeah, I'm just obeying God. And you just couldn't like, why, why couldn't you call it? Oh, because people kept going, no, you're fine. And we'd already been together so long. Like, I just felt like you just like waited out. I don't know. You remember the good times? Yeah. I think a lot. And you just, no, it used to be fine. It used to be good. 
I don't, you know? No, I know what you mean. I want to also pose another question. Sure. Because um, now I'm curious, when and how did you guys break out of your religious fervor? Uh, One at a time, I will also go and I will get a beer. Good. Man, talk about relationship. Okay. Yeah. So this is the (laughs) hardest thing. This is something that I still deal with. Um, This is something that I'm still finding my way out of. Right. Um, I I don't know what it means for me, but I grew up really religious and I actually credit religion. Can I have one of those? Beer break. Oh, thank you so much. Good. Um, you credit religion as I credit religion for helping me through my father's death. Right. Um, even before he died, like some have neighbors you had about told your me. Father's death on the podcast yet? No. Oh, we should do a whole episode. My dad's dead. I credit. So I credit like with my traumatic childhood of my father being an alcoholic, having AIDS, like abusive things like that. Yeah, I credit episode. religion. <laughs> what? Whole episode. Yeah. Um, I would credit the religion that like neighbors would take me to church and stuff. That soothed me. That helped me. Religion helps people. And then um, through like the hard time after he died and all these other things and then high school and just like just the shit show that was my family at the time, religion helped with that. So high school, I like dug into it. Um, And then college, I went to a religious college and it was there that I started to like just notice that like everybody was so hypocritical there was nobody which college was it mary harden baylor have you heard of it yeah um i went for like a second um yeah like a hot second and then i almost flunked out i failed rollerblading so i had to leave Hmm. um i uh Wait, what? I failed. I failed rollerblading. Let's there. pull the brakes on that one. <laughs> for, so at Mary Harden Baylor, there's a, uh, there's a an athletics class. Well, you have to take a PE. Yeah, PE. And college. rollerblading was offered. Rollerblading yeah. was offered, and Reaching. I took it. And you had to like rollerblade backwards. Like what was the year? Two thousand two. Oh man, jeez. Um, I had to rollerblade backwards, and I like wouldn't do it. I couldn't, no, I was like not going to release that. I was too scared and I failed because I wouldn't roll really backwards. Well, no wonder you left the faith. Maybe that's true. But it was there that I started like realizing that people had no forgiveness for other people. And if that's what like religion is supposed to be. And I'd been really involved in like youth in high school, like the youth leadership. And like this youth minister had just rubbed me the wrong way, like in a creepy way. There was a lot of like women have to cover their bodies and I I used to adhere to that and now I feel like that's so fucking oppressive and it just started like hitting me at one time and then I started thinking for myself, but I still don't feel like I'm out of it. I still have a lot. There's a whole thing of religious books up there. My family still is very into it and they are obsessed with me being into it. But the older I get, the more socially aware I get. I I don't know. It's like such a, it's the most complicated relationship I have in my life is like the idea of God. And I like think what that means. I agree. I mean, that's the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Uh, harder than getting divorced. Harder than anything was leaving the faith. Um, I didn't grow up with it, like with my family uh, being a part of it. But I very actively found religion and found faith and found uh, Christianity through kind of a evangelical and a charismatic kind of background. And I also went to uh, religious school. I went to Baylor. Mm-hmm. So I loved it in high school. Like there was uh, many, many years where I threw out all of my 
uh, secular music, like just yep. trash bags full of music yep. and just set it out. Damn, my brother did that. Yeah, oh. I did it. I did it probably four or five times in my mm-hmm. life. Um, I led worship and played music and, you know, whatever. I just wasn't good at it, but I did those things. Um, and I did that all through college at Baylor. I did that when I moved to New York to be an actor and, and, and eventually found producing, I was steeped in this Christian community there in Manhattan and, um, and then went through the divorce and then kind of before the divorce, I, I was realizing that I didn't believe in, um, well, I realized it was very specific. It was a very specific thing <laughs> that if God is omniscient, he knows everything. And if God lives outside of our dimension or concept of time, like, uh, biblical like mm-hmm. day is a thousand years thousand years of the day whatever um then god created a punishment for a creation on purpose and he made his creation deliberately away so that a majority of majority of it would have to be punished and for me that weird and again that's just i'm not trying to convince anybody to leave the faith or whatever but i just was like oh that dude's shitty <laughs> you know, he made an ant farm that he just steps on every day. You're like, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> shakes yeah. it, takes the food away. Oh, why are you dying? Um, and so that kind of led to some very, very, very many awkward Sunday school or Bible lesson or one-on-one meetings with pastors where I was just like, let's talk about this because we're saying this <sighs> infinite person. I can created. imagine you doing that. Like just being like, actually, I have a question. Right. Like, Wait a minute. It's I've interesting that you this. brought that up. Let's yeah. talk about it. And then let's keep talking about it. Yeah. And, um, but I, even when I had that thought and made the conclusion that that God is an asshole, I couldn't say the faith wasn't true. I said, if this is, this is the way the world works, definitely. Jesus died on the cross to save people. And, um, I opt not for it. I'm going to go to hell. Mm-hmm. I had to, I had to do that. That in my in my thinking, and eventually mm-hmm. I just it was like, oh, you don't believe. Eventually, I was able to accept after years. But once I accepted it, like I couldn't sleep for months. I couldn't. I didn't have it. Like I had to tell people. I had to back out of like leadership positions and like just not be involved with churches and things. And I wouldn't. I I wouldn't fake it. Like I I was in charge of this arts group or and did some worship with them and. Uh, just was like, yeah, I'm not a Christian anymore, so I'm gonna have to, you know, resign. And how do they react? Uh, people different ways. Uh, most people reject you, um, and, and then they worry about you, and then uh-huh. or they'll dismiss it as like, oh, you just traded one religion for another, you know, kind of silliness. And I was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> uh-huh. but for me, it was just hard. It was, uh, it was, it was hard. It, it sounds like it's that's heavy. You were like deep. Super in entrenched trenches, yeah. yeah, man. Super entrenched. Becomes your whole life. So, were you really religious? Uh, I was raised. Uh-huh. My mom, my, mo- my mom was very religious. She, what religion? She was. Uh, her and I guess her and my dad were Catholic, and then she, um, somebody came. I guess a friend of hers witnessed to her, and she was born again. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she was very. I mean, what's what's the the word i guess it was non-denominational she was very uh 
like into charismatic it. Charismatic. Or, that's yeah, the charismatic. Thing. That's a it's, almost it's spiritual gifts. Yeah. And, oh, that's dude, what, that's dude. what we started as too. Yeah. Oh, dude. So, I mean, I was taken to church all the time. Like, if the doors were open, my mom was like dragging us to church mm-hmm. from a very young age. Where are you? What city? Where would you? Well, we grew up. I mean, I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So we went to a church up there for a while. Um, I remember. I remember the guy's name was Pastor Lee, and then. I remember, I think he got arrested for sleeping with hookers or something like that eventually. Mm-hmm. So then we went. Good for so him. We moved, yeah. <laughs> so we moved to Houston and uh, we went to just a, a few just kind of super charismatic uh, non-denominational Christian churches. And, you know, they would speak in tongues and do all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. and it just for me, I, it was really hard for me because my mom was very passionate about it, but I just didn't, I couldn't feel it Mm -hmm. like her. I could, I felt like I could never like, she, she seemed to hold so much importance in this. And I was like, I just don't feel the same way about it. And get it from a young age. And I went and went and went and went through high school and I would keep going for her. But like once, once I didn't have to go anymore and I started to like, you know, become more worldly and educated, Mm -hmm. I was just kind of like, how could this, how how can we say this is right? There's so many people in the world that believe so many different things. Why are we so arrogant to say that this is what's right? Like, why do we know that this is the true whatever? I was like, ah, this is all stupid anyway. Peace, i out. <laughs> and then, uh, you know. Was your mom cool with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, she had to be. I think she was just probably more worried about me doing other crazy things than mm-hmm. than that but but plus i wasn't living at home anymore and there wasn't much she could but do you're grown at that point I yeah guess. yeah i was i'd moved out of the house but i i mean through high school i would always try to not have to go to church i'd be like oh jesus christ like high, literally high school's a little <laughs> old yeah <laughs> i loved it went on purpose yeah no me too high school i think is a little old to make somebody go to church that's like too much junior high get oh, elementary dude, my mom no no way <clears throat> you were going yeah like unless I was at like a speech tournament or something like that, or had like that's what I was doing in high school was theater stuff. So mm-hmm. you and your mom close? Yeah, we are. We are now. We like uh, my like family connection is just kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I guess like my parents got divorced a, a while ago. Now, like I think I was like twenty two or something when they got divorced. My brother was seventeen. It was really weird. But we weren't like this super close family anyway, and all of uh, my rel- our relatives lived in in Pennsylvania, so we were the only like family here that we had. Yeah. And we just kind of so a lot of like a lot of family traditions are kind of lost on me. Mm-hmm. But Katie has the, all of these traditions with her family that they do for like every holiday, and everything is like a tradition. And we do this first, and then we eat that, and then we do this, and it's all family stuff, and it's cool. But I like have no grasp or any kind of base on that. I'm like I. This is what you do. I, I don't know. Some, do you see value in 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 that, or do you just humor just, it because yeah. you love Katie? I do see value in it, for sure. Um, absolutely. And and I look at it and I'm like, well, that that's nice. You know, it's a really cool thing. Uh, but I don't know. For me, I I don't stand a lot on ceremony. I'm just like, you know, what's what are we doing here? Let's get to the thing. You know, I, but I see the value in it. And it does make me feel good to be a part of it because I'm super welcome over there and, you know, and I, I do all the stuff and I think it's great. This is a weird uh, tangent from this, but it, it reminds me, my grandmother 
uh, has uh, dementia. She's got dementia. Uh-huh. And uh, her, my grandfather, the reason uh, that I moved out to East Texas or left New York was because my grandfather died and I went out to East Texas to take care of my, or just to be nearby. I didn't really take care of anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandma and my great grandmother. Um, so my grandfather died. I'm out in East Texas. Uh, Vicky knows her really well. And anyway, so she's now kind of developing stages of dementia. Um, but she believes that my grandfather is alive and lives behind her uh, and has a new wife or a new girlfriend. Um, but this all, so this all comes back to this thing of, we were talking about this last night, um, of we don't have a lot of set traditions in my family. And when my great grandma died and when my uncle Pat died and when my grandpa died, we didn't have funerals or wakes or any kind of like formal moment to signify and celebrate this person's passing. And I think I, I, I was been thinking about how important I think that probably was. We should have done that so that there's like a clear landmark in her mind, in my grandma's mind. Oh yeah. Yeah. As like, cause I, th- I think that, no, again, where I'm not blaming I mean, dementia. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. lot of there's a lot of factors, but I do kind of think that we could have, if we had a tombstone or if we had a ceremony, we could say, "Hey, remember, remember when we all got dressed up and we went mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. celebrated Grandpa, you know, and we spread his ashes on a, I don't know what he would wanted, um, a welder's hat. I don't know where he <laughs> ashes spread, but whatever. It's like. Uh, It'd have been interesting. Uh, I'm curious what effect that would have had. And it makes me kind of rethink certain traditions that I've, like Vicky and I are not super traditional. Like we, we celebrate uh, Christmas by going to garage sales and estate sales and getting a bunch of presents and giving them away. Do, Trash. Do you Trash decorate? Christmas. We stack all the presents into the shape of a Christmas tree. But there's also Man. things, little decals <laughs> on your windows and stuff like that. Yeah, you can make your wanna, own traditions. I don't. We do that. Yeah. I don't think you have to be. I don't know what tradition, like to be traditional. I don't think that is that comforting sometimes, if, especially if you have like family trouble or whatever. But making your own, like for yourselves or you oh, and Katie. Oh yeah, dude, that's like, totally that's totally cool. I think I think like we were talking about the original question was, am I close with my mom? Uh huh. So I was saying like not we we kind of like got even further apart, I guess, uh-huh. after they got divorced because we didn't have any traditions holding us together Mm -hmm. type thing so my mom actually got remarried and moved to back to Pennsylvania she lives in Mm. like Wyalusing Pennsylvania which is it's on the border of New York and Pennsylvania it's in the mountains like her cell phone doesn't work up there um there's driven through that I I worked in Allentown for a summer all right it's probably close to that yeah but she lives up there and uh, her sister lives up there and her husband and all this. They do hunting and all kinds of crazy shit up there. It's like the mountains. Um, uh, so she's 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 doing great. And like now we're very close. Mm-hmm. You know, she's come down to visit me many times. She's coming actually next month. Stay at my house for a week. Does she like your writing? You know, she uh, she does like she likes the, the craft of it and she doesn't. Um, she doesn't understand necessarily a lot of like the the things that I write about and the bends and stuff I go on because but she always reads everything that I've had like published online I've had, oh, wow. I have a lot of like flash fiction and stuff that's been published out there but so your mother who's hyper charismatic religious will, she, will endure your writing exa- yeah and she's since like kind of 
dialed it back like uh-huh. in the last few years where she's much more accepting. Like yeah. for instance, my mom's come to stay with me and I just like straight up smoke bong hits with my mom, like in the room, just like, Hey, does she smoke with you? Uh, no, oh. she doesn't, but she just does not care. She's not giving me a hard time about it. Did she, you blow like, my did you loads. blow it in her face oh. and then hit a power cord on your <laughs> fuck you mom no but but uh, dude I, I brought my mom I brought my mom to grown up story time when she visited and I brought her to micro satan like a few months oh, maybe cool. like two months ago or something when we had this, oh, three man. months ago when she was in town but we were I remember it was the, the grown up story time that Connor and Billy were hosting and I'm just driving along in my element just my mom's in the seat next to me Katie's in the back seat and i'm just sitting there holding my pipe just like talking to my mom the whole way i'm driving and just like hot box in the car just like smoking the whole way so she's so super cool with that Uh she's just like i told her i was like yeah this is what i do well she probably grew up in the 70s i like it i don't look i'm not i get my shit done Uh okay lay off me (laughs) no but but i know we have a really good relationship now she's pretty cool but the writing stuff she's like i don't necessarily understand why you have Mm -hmm. to put sex and violence in it but you write so well that yeah. I, you know, so I'm like, all right. I sent an email when I started doing stuff to my family. Cause I have not just a mom, but aunts that are doing stuff, doing stuff like, um, doing like performances that were going to be out there. Writing. Like when you've been performing, right? Really? It's when I wrote that. Was it a form letter to, to your family? Like I wrote to your family. Yep. To my aunts though. The women are in my family. The women are the be aware loudest. Yep, that I, I will said, be talking about our vaginas. FYI. Yeah, are they the ones saying, Hey, let me see the shape of your vag. No, they would never. Let me see your mof pud. What did you call it? Simu. Chubby Mons. Yeah, that's it. Chubby Mons. Simu. Simu. Oh God. Fupa. I've heard of that. Yeah. Oh, I talk about my fupa all the time. So fair enough. Um, I sent an email to all the women in my family. I was like, just beware. I did the same thing in college when I pierced my nose. I was like, beware. I have this story out there. I'm doing these things. If you choose to Google me or click on any links. You will find this. I do not want to talk about what it's about. I don't want to like acknowledge it. I'm not going to fight about it with my family. Yeah. I'm just done fighting with them. And one of my aunts wrote back, why do you got to write shit, dick, pussy and everything? Like I didn't, but you <laughs> Immediately, just said shit, dick, that's pussy. Immediately, that's what she wrote back. Yep. Shit, dick, pussy. Did, you, did she type it or do you she, think she went to the internet and like oh, copied no, no, no. and pasted She's it so she wouldn't have to type it? She's a police officer from HPD for years. Like oh, she okay. knows it. When we were little, because she's super religious, but she'll still say fuck. And mm. you're like, just when we were a little way, stop cussing. She's like, Oh fuck you. Like just as a joke, mm-hmm. but still she would never like do that in public or something. And she'd be mad if I told people she did that. What's um, her full name and social security number? What's her badge, her badge number? Yeah. yeah. Her badge number. I wish I knew that. What's her badge number? Really? Badge number. Her bad- yeah. So good. I'm going to use that next Labia. time. She talks about her badge number. I'm like, well, I got a badge number. Um, so wait, how long have you and Katie been together? Uh, about three years. And, Something that I notice is that you guys, so we were just talking about this, about being in a relationship and not being super touchy in front of people, super like, you know, Public we're talking about that. Yeah. so you, you guys have a lot of freedom in that, right? What do you mean? Like Katie's not always right by your side. You're like no. hanging out with your boys a lot. Oh yeah. We do the boys. Yeah. You heard I, the chant? Uh, I haven't heard the chant. What's the chant? The microphone. Boys, 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 boys. Oh, okay. It's just boys. Boys and boys. <laughs> I thought it was Boisty Boys. That's the sitcom. The oh. chant is just boys. Anyway, just boys, boys, I, boys. I digress. I appreciate um, the clarification, though. That's good. I do like we'll it. update the Wikipedia article. Mm. Um, you had me laughing the other night at the stacks when you kept going, can I see you outside for a minute? <laughs> and you just said it 
30 times. Um, but I, I admire that about you and Katie. I know uh, about Katie from her coworker. Yeah, your friends you with that? her. Yeah. yeah, that's my friend from years ago. Mm-hmm. And Katie like said nice things. I've never introduced myself to your girlfriend because I don't know. I get like shy about, but I know who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that you guys aren't like always, always around each other. Is that a like a decision you made? Because we were just talking about this before you walked in. No, it's it's um in nah, let me see. In relationships, it's very mm-hmm. important to have balance. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of things, and sometimes that makes like that does put stress on the relationship because mm-hmm. I, I'm very busy. Like mm-hmm. I'm just fucking busy all the time. And that's great. And um, your busyness looks like you're writing, you're performing uh, with Micro Satan, you're doing rehearsing. Stuff. There's mm-hmm. band stuff. Band it, stuff. It's it's like every night, almost every night, I'll have something. You right. know, mm-hmm. um, it's similar to my life in terms of there's yeah. shit every night. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. So you can you can totally relate. Continue, relate. Um, but uh, I also recognize, and, and I, re- I I speak in terms of those things as like these are an investment in my career I'm, mm-hmm. I really am trying to be a career writer and and all of these things help that right uh, along with the Just time perhaps. that I have to invest in in the craft I have to write every single day I mm-hmm. can't just like go to things you know and just hang out and well that's my writing for the day you know it, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that but um with Katie and I it's it the time has been up and down and back and forth because of things like that. I'm busier at times, not so busy at times. Uh, but I've, I've tried to make a very concerted effort, especially as of late to, uh, make the time that we spend together an investment in the relationship and look at it in that type of terms, because, Mm -hmm. because it's just as important as like career or whatever. But, uh, she also understands that like this is the stuff mm-hmm. I like to do. So if she necessarily doesn't feel like going to something like mm-hmm. the stacks, you know, it's the middle of the week. She's she might be tired. She might, you know, but or she also likes that's her time, her alone time. You mm-hmm. know, right. I go to the stacks and, you know, fuck off with all those jerks and then come home and, you know. And it's all good. But as long as I make like good use of our time together, mm-hmm. I think, which is which is what we do, or at least I, you know, we, we try to do, then she's not one to make me not go to something if I want to. And she doesn't, you know, if she just does not feel like going somewhere and I'm like, oh, I really want to go to the beta dance party. Uh-huh. She's like, I don't feel like going out tonight, but go. And I did. And I went out and I ate a bunch of mushrooms, watched the show. Yeah, you danced. danced. Thank you for dancing. Dude, it was fun. He got a lot of people in there dancing. Good. That was nice. I find uh, that's just so interesting to me. I feel like um, I'm just because the busier if you put yourself in this world, this creative world, there's a lot of things. If you reach out for a lot, of, there's a lot of opportunities to just waiting. Right. Like mm-hmm. I started taking classes and now I do the show and, you know, these stories and all this other stuff. So you, you guys both do. Y'all are both very busy, too. I have a lot of my own free time to watch Law and Order SVU. Um, you have to like. Let me add to that if you don't mind. Sorry. No, please. I'm just disappointed. SVU. Yeah. <laughs> Sexy Way crimes. better than Criminal Intent, but good yes. lord. Very good. Very dark. Uh, what one of the things you have like you have to that I'm I'm aware of because mm-hmm. I've already like failed in this is in my marriage we we were very different people so we we were very much of like a we don't have to be attached at the hip type of couple and mm-hmm. we just do our thing so. 
it just became easier and easier to do your own thing Mm -hmm. to where it was like on the weekend, it wasn't even a question of like, what are we going to do this weekend? It was like, what are you doing this weekend? Well, Saturday I'm going to go to this and then I'm going to hang out with this and I have a gig Friday night and I'll do that. And she's like, okay, good, because I'm going to go straight from work to this place and then I'm going to probably spend the night at so-and-so's house and then I'll, you know, so it's like that, like leading completely separate, separate lives. So that, that Mm -hmm. can bite you in the ass, you know, is what I'm saying. It's like, you got to, balance Bal- I agree. it's a balance thing balance it like a little together a little separate it's very hard to give up independence but then also hard sometimes to not spend every waking minute with some person mm-hmm. and then ruin the rest of your life it's balance man it's been a big bad way I, I, you know i don't want to first of all i don't want to cheapen I, so vicky and i have been together 10 years in mm-hmm. april april 3rd will be 10 years that vicky so and i have been long. together mm-hmm. um it's the most important relationship in my life It's the most important thing in my life and, but, and, but I'm leaving her. No, but I, uh, <laughs> right You're here on the podcast. That's exclusive. <laughs> Wait a minute, I gotta go. Cause like, she drove me here. Um, the, uh, no, I was gonna say that the past three years we've been, uh, started beta three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and my life has taken shape to become where I work full time on a production company during the day. And then I run beta every night of the week. Mm-hmm. And, I've had to stop and empower other people to be in charge of stuff and kind of treat um, my relationship as something that I I force myself to invest in it. And it's not even that I don't desire to invest into it because I do, but I have to be like, if I don't get other people to run shit at beta and if I don't go hang out with Vicky, then I will lose the most important thing in my life. And um, I say that all the time. Yeah, or like when someone hits on me or um, when some weird shit happens and it's like uh, <laughs> there's a lot of funny stories that just went through my head. But when someone hits on me, I'll be like, no, I don't want to ruin my whole life by <laughs> uh-huh. by this and, and these things. And then, you know, I go hang out with Vicky. Yesterday, Vicky and I spent the whole day together just <laughs> sitting on the couch and it was awesome. <laughs> That sounds so nice. I just feel like right now that is something that's always interests me about you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm a very, obs- I will observe people without talking to them. So mm-hmm. it's kind of Cre- creepy. Creeper. It's good. You were awesome. Yeah. Thank it you. was so nice of you to come. Was I was very good? nervous. But I feel no, like, was it supposed to be funny? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I laughed. I love this. This was wonderful. This was, I think. I like, thought you were I had perfect. a good time. I okay. like talking. It was good. I'm you glad were... you like probed us about the religious stuff because I think that's an interesting relationship. It is. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. The uh, any any relationship you have like with the universe outside yourself, that's a big. If you're like tuned into it, it's the biggest thing yeah. that you can have. Um, thank you so much. Hey, where um should people buy your book? People should buy my yeah, book. Yeah, porn right. star retirement plan on Amazon. Porn star retirement plan. It's on Amazon or newkinkbooks.com. Are there music downloads? Um, yeah, you can go to johnwayneisdead.com and go to the music and all of our music is on there to download or we have seven inch records that you can order from us too. And you got to check out MicroSatan. Check out MicroSatan. We have a, we actually have an awesome show. The, the show that we do here in April, we're taking the next night to Austin to do. That's really cool. It's like, I'll tease it. It's a PBS child's themed type show. That seems like a perfect show. (laughs) 
Uh, it's going to be good. And actually, and keep, you know, check out my stuff. I've got two other books coming out this year, too. So oh, that's are they the next sections of the novella series? No, they're just two separate things good. I got picked up for. So Excellent. That's awesome. Congrats, Still on New King? Thank you. Uh, one of them is going to be on Rooster Republic, which okay. is the main press that owns New King. Okay. And then another one will be on Box of Bizarro. Okay. Thank you so much. Hey, Jeremy, thank you, thank you for doing this. Had a good with time. Me. And then also thank Beta for producing it. We yeah. always say that. We have Faye and Vicky in the studio. Faye audience. and Vicky for just Woo. listening. And uh, I had to be witnesses. Yeah. And my cats. cats. To this to make sure. Um. Okay. Frida so and what's the other one's name? Duchess. Duchess. Um. Duchess is gender fluid. It's a boy with a girl name. Mm. Duchess. Um. Okay. So thank you so much for listening to Relationship. I'm Stacy. See you later. Relationship.